Wow, I'm oh so glad gosh. we hired somebody I mean, to service wine tonight. Having an assistant right now is really the best life choice we've ever made. So great. We're getting hand delivered J Lore. Mm hmm. Nice red wine. Did you get the the name of our waitress? Or? <laughs> no, no, I don't need it. No, <laughs> we'll just give her a good tip. Okay. Oh my God! Welcome to More Than Sweat. Are we recording? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, we okay. we are. Hi. Hello. We have a special guest, but we're not going to reveal because we gotta we gotta do our admin. We mm -hmm. gotta like hit all of our yeah. TJs and our creeps. But everybody guess. Yeah, but turn to your friends because you know you're slumber partying, <laughs> listening to this podcast right now. I mean, who could be? Who could complete the tripod? Who was asked for? I mean, time and time again. Yes. It <laughs> rhymes with Tenny. Okay, that's all we're gonna hint. She'll she'll be on in a second. Okay, I'm I'm so have indigestion from all the fall stuff we just. I know ate. we just had a, a buffet of fall, mm -hmm. and I have to say I liked the two things that we tried. Me too. If a buffet consists of two things. I was very <laughs> worried that both were going to be overwhelmingly. Yes. Um, fall. Yeah. And they were not. No. So we'll ask. Um, Jenny. Other, Penny. You just a Penny. For we'll ask Penny for, for what she thought too. Okay. So let's do TJ's. Yeah. Because I think my creep will lead into introducing. Vaginal health. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, we're queens of could. segues. We're really good at this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So we did the fall harvest salsa, which I salsa. really, yeah, I really enjoyed. How do we say salsa? salsa? What? My mom says salsa, salsa to salsa? Salsa? Like New York, salsa? New Jersey people. I don't know. Fall harvest salsa. Salsa? Sa salsa? Salsa. Salsa. Say, say salsa. Salsa. Uh, salsa. Salsa. <laughs> My mom says salsa too. Salsa. Salsa. salsa coffee and salsa <laughs> all right i don't jersey even, is so. that even a real word like where what's the derivative of salsa yeah i'm pretty sure it has a derivative just a dance and so we named a whole chunky condiment after it i need to know the history it has okay. a history it, it definitely has a, a very big history all right fall <laughs> harvest condiment or a dip what's the difference i mean a condiment you put on something a dip you Dip, dip into. into all right fine it's a dip i could i dip you dip we dip i could dip some condiments like honey mustard yeah yeah get a but good I will fry say it and, is a, and ketchup it is a, well that's a condiment and barbecue sauce condiment oh, yeah condiment. i know it's not the main thing what's a blue cheese dressing condiment oh see i think that could be a dip is that are we gonna In go into dressings <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right, focus okay, okay let's focus. get this yeah, back on track. We back enjoyed. on track. It yeah, was spicy. I thought it was great. It was an aut autumnal melange of fruits and veggies, including pumpkin, apples, and butternut squash. I really dug it. It had some so jalapenos. It had some red bell peppers. It was a good little chunky salsa, and it really goes well salsa. with those <laughs> chips that it shaped So we had as three leaves. things. That was what I was going to say. We had the leaf tortilla chips, tortilla. which is this tortilla chip but shaped as leaves. But they tasted sweet. Like they... The leaves had like a sweet potato Did something they? going on. Oh, I agree. I thought they were a little <laughs> bit more sweet. There was less salt. <laughs> okay. I mean, they actually look like a bag of leaves because the colors are they're like gonna red. Get, yeah, they're going to get extra points for being fall leaves. Yes. And, and, and a lot of them came intact. Yeah, I have to. Okay, this is what I have to say about TJ's, okay? The bag of chips is filled to more the than top. Yes. Oh, even I, I bought the Bombas this week, the hazelnut filling Bombas. That bag is, there's no. so many Bombas. I had a, 
I couldn't eat them all. <laughs> I had to like put some away for I don't later. That, but no, no, honestly. Oh, you meant in one sitting? Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Jenny, what are you gonna say? No, they don't put a lot of air in their bags. Yes, I really appreciate it. No, it's great. It's great. Okay, you get a lot of bang for your buck there. Yeah, bang for my mm-hmm. two bucks. Also, going back to the salsa. Yeah. Um, I thought it had a nice. Um, spice it also had a nice smoke to it because I think those vegetables that were in there were roasted yeah that's probably I think you're probably correct that's I, what my palate picked up I really liked it I really liked it I really also liked guys it. it's uh it's it's Jennifer McNally yes she's here she's <laughs> here yes third time's a charm um okay and the second thing we did or the third thing we did was the har- the fall balls <laughs> <laughs> Did we call them fall balls? I said they were fall balls. Yes. They are what? Butternut Mac and squ- cheese balls. But, but butternut squash. But with a butternut squash. Like it looks like a rice ball, but it's not a rice ball. It's a mac and cheese I ball. I will be honest. What? I wanted to try them, but I thought I would eat them and not like them. And I will give them a good like eight out of ten. Yeah, I thought they were great. I'd like to try them in the air fryer. Oh, mm. uh, okay. To get a better crisp. crisp. And I will say we also had it with pasta mm-hmm. and so <laughs> the sauce i think with the pasta sauce like i didn't have enough in between you know like i should right. have had a palate cleanser mm-hmm. maybe a dip of an the sauce <laughs> right? to like cleanse my palate because i think Don't they call compa- it like an moosh boosh something like that like lime sorbet right mm-hmm. why didn't you give us lime sorbet <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry i thought i meant to think about it when you said i'm bringing over a bunch of tasters but I have to say, I did like a fall ball. Yeah. I would eat a fall Before ball again. I, I found the fall ball, I found these fall samosas. So those mm. are also an option. See, here's the thing. I think people went too crazy with the fall, the pumpkin, the whatevers. They're reeling it in a little bit. And they say, here, here's a little of the taste. And that I can get behind. Yeah. There's also a mac and cheese. They also have that lasagna I was telling you about. That's a butternut squash lasagna with like bechamel. I think for the whole month of October, we should just keep tasting TJ's. Okay. Fall. Fall TJ's though. Yes. Has to be specific to fall. Mm -hmm. And I also just got their pumpkin flavored Cheerios, which I'll try this week and I'll report back. Interesting. Did you get it with the pumpkin milk? No. Oh, okay. There is. (laughs) They have pumpkin milk? Yeah. Yes. So you can make your own pumpkin spice latte at home. (gasps) I don't really like pumpkin in my coffee. And I did one pump the other day. But you know why? It's too freaking hot in Florida. The pumpkin, it's just, it's like I need it to be. It doesn't go well in iced coffee. It it does, but it's just too hot here still. Yeah. It's like, whew. You know, I like a good fall pumpkin when it's a little chilly. Yeah. Something's going on. Anyway, creep of the week. Let's go. Creep of the week. You go first. Ooh, Jenny gave me mine today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Russell Brand. Brand. Yeah. Why don't you... It's actually Jenny's creep. Here you go. Yeah. Well, I don't have all the details. I saw it on the news Who needs tonight. details? Let's just but start he's spreading the guy, rumors. He's a comedian who is English. Yeah, he used he to be married. He was married to Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. And there are accusations from, I think, like 10 years ago now that he's accused of... I, I believe rape, sexual assaults, and so obviously he's denying the charges. But there's four women that have come forward, so that awards him creep status for sure. Also, he cheated on Carrie, Katy Perry, and she also said that he was very like there were some issues with them and their marriage and stuff. So you know, what? I think they sort of rushed to marriage. 
in my opinion, in my humble opinion, but they kind of got like swept up. I think celebrities, I feel bad for them because yeah. it's like the minute you start dating somebody, then you have to like get engaged to that person. Then but you the- have to get married to that person. And then they're like having fucking wedding after wedding. And that's why everybody's breaking up. I mean, Sophie Turner, yeah. Joe Jonas, they broke up recently. Who else broke up? Fucking Hugh Jackman and his I wife know. of 27, 27 years broke up. And that was a sad one. Oh, man. Oh, um, what's her name? The the girl who is on Modern Family and the... Oh, no. no. Sophia Vergara. Sophia and Joe Vergara Maginello. and Janello. There yeah. we go. There it is. They, they were married up. for a pretty long time. They're each posting like thirst traps. I mean... If he's single, he should know that I am too. <laughs> Joe, if you're listening. Yo, if you are single and you want to take a hot date out... Yeah. Jenny McNally girl. is Jenny. your girl. For her number sure. is just <laughs> <laughs> no, just send it, just slide into the DMs in a um, non creepy way, please. Or we'll talk about you on here. Yeah, exactly. that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. You've been warned. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. If you're sliding into DMs, you're gonna be on. You're gonna We're be gonna creep expose of you. Yes. Um, okay. Unless you're a gentleman, otherwise what? you're welcome <laughs> into the DM. If you're a gentleman. <laughs> if you're a gentleman. Okay, my creep of the week. Is pretty fitting because since we have a nurse here now, this person was also a nurse. So um, it couldn't be the more opposite. Let's just give it. <laughs> this person does not remind us of Jennifer no, 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 at no. all. The only commonality is if that we picked they opposite, are it's opposite day. Yes. She picked the worst. This woman, her name is Lucy Lepby. I've been wanting her to be my creep for a while. She's an English nurse. She's the baby killing nurse. She was found guilty of killing seven babies and attempting to kill another six she by listen this is how she killed the kids okay oh my god i don't know by overfeeding them forcing air and giving them insulin like how terrible of a human being do you have to be innocent non like disgusting to kill babies that aren't even your own babies if you want to kill a baby kill your own baby okay i'm gonna say that (laughs) but don't kill other people's babies like the babies they can't fight for themselves go for adults man like go for people your own age well don't kill anyone <laughs> my word we've taken a turn here we went from fall balls to this this is, you don't listen and you don't listen to cut, the podcast cut <laughs> you don't, you i'm don't. out peace you don't listen to the podcast jenny's like everyone's like fashion jen, turns jen are you you said you were on the podcast she's like no i wasn't <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. she's not gonna promote this like episode Jen, at all jenny did you tell anybody you were on the pod she's like absolutely she's like pick not. it up in minute seven <laughs> okay so without further ado by pop back by popular demand is our favorite nurse practitioner jenny mcnally hi jen hi so we wanted to have you back not only because people loved the the first two episodes that we did but because we have like i have legitimate questions to ask okay. i felt like we covered a lot of things on the first two episodes but probably like not enough things okay and i want to talk in more detail about women's health okay i'm turning 40 in a couple of weeks okay so i feel like that has a whole host of things that i need to do Yes. To get like I have to go get my boob smashed and a mammogram, which um, yep, that's your fortieth birthday present, present from your right, gynecologist. Right. But a I mammogram also prescription. And then also we had Rachel a few weeks ago talking very poorly. She didn't do a good job about it. About that peel that you gave her. So I kinda wanted the boop you, or bop or whatever. Yeah, whatever you called it. 
Yeah, no, really good. On brand. We're doing good here. Folks. I don't know why you're giving her anything at cost. Okay. Because you need to start charging her. She plays her. literally, literally the worst, the worst. But I look beautiful. Look at this skin. No, you look bomb. Look at my forehead. Am I moving? I can't. There's no emotion coming out of your eyebrows. I got carded yesterday. You did? At Total Wine. Get <laughs> out. I think they oh card everyone, but it's Did they see the kids? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I got carded at Regatta a few weeks ago. None of my friends did, but I did. Didn't. None of my I friends ha- did, but. You didn't. But I. No, wait. <laughs> my friends didn't get carded, but I did. Oh, right, right. We want to get carded. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. 100%. Yeah. I really don't care. Now. I don't really I'm like, like to I'm get carded. I'm just irritated. Because then I have to find my license. Exactly. And I'm like, oh. But then I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. How old do you think I am? There's like, you know, 18 year olds behind me. But yeah, here you go. I'm 41. You're with them. You're mm-hmm. with them. Okay, so let's just. Then let's just talk about the skincare a little okay. bit more. The peel that you did on Rachel. Yes. What's it? What is it actually called? So the brand is VI Peel. Okay. Rachel specifically had something called a Tox Boost. Okay. So and That's she kind of mentioned got the bop that. From. And <laughs> so that just means you combine. <laughs> you combine your toxin. So Botox, Dysport, whatever your you know tox of you know of choices with a chemical peel. Okay. You do them together. Okay. Because typically toxins take about two weeks to get full effect. Disport works a little bit more quickly. Appeal, the whole process takes about a week. So everything's happening, you know, within the muscle to stop the movement. So you don't make more wrinkles in the future. And at the same time, that peel is a medium depth peel. So you're shedding the top layers. So getting rid of your old skin, the hyperpigmentation. Um, so basically at the end result is a beautiful glow and no fine lines and wrinkles. So for like my sunspots, perfect, perfect. So basically VI peel has four different types of peels. You can do it. Somebody can just do it like teenagers strictly for acne. They have one that's strictly for hyperpigmentation. They have one that's for acne and hyperpigmentation. And then they have one that's to stimulate collagen and fine lines and wrinkles. So we have all of those in my office, so we kind of pick what we're trying to trying to treat. And how long does the peel take? So it takes about 15 to 20 minutes in the office. Okay. The whole process takes a week. Okay. Um, your peeling typically starts on day three, and you peel most significantly, I would say, from day three to day five. And any restrictions, like... You could obviously sweat. You taught classes and stuff. So you can sweat, but you cannot sweat until you start to peel. So Ooh, you do need okay. to take, you know, time off. Like I would have to take off. Yeah, I'd have to do it. I would for say, a vacation. but some people do start to peel before three days. Right. Like Rachel did. Yeah. I will say I started to peel like, but you called it. It was like, first of all, the app that you download every day. It is so breaks it down to you like simple 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 it happened exactly as they said on the app it was like oh today you're gonna feel like tight a little like prickly then it was like the next day you might start to peel a little bit around your mouth and your nose guess what the next day it was like not the next day after the peel but the it was like 48 hours after right around my nose the ring here and then like the edges of my mouth started to peel yeah then day three or day three four then it was like peeling and then so four and five were my biggest peel days but it wasn't terrible yeah like even the worst peel it wasn't like bad peeling yeah like it was it was manageable I mean it looked definitely looked peely and around certain spots it was like 
more intense than others, but it wasn't terrible. Do you see the results right away or do you have to do multiple yes. peels? No, you see in the skin that's underneath the peeling skin, uh-huh. is, it's really like baby fresh. It's fresh. It doesn't look red. It looks like it just looks like fresh and like you exfoliated super well. Okay. Um, and pigmentation, which is like my issue. Like I already want to do another one because you know, when you have hyperpigmentation, you, you kind of have to do a few scarring, things like that, but immediately too. And the way that you rubbed it on my skin, like I felt like Jen got super close to my, the crown and like around my hairline. So Mm -hmm. even to the last day, it was like all the way up here, which I liked that it wasn't like she stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Just right above my brows or something. Like how much time between peels would you give yourself? Oh, the other thing. Sorry, side note. She did my whole neck too. Oh, that's great. And my neck peeled a lot. Yeah. And that I was like, my I never I always put product on my neck, but I have never done a peel on my neck. In that part, I was like, oh shoot. Yeah, people always forget to put product on their neck, but that's like where you could really tell your age. Well, well, right, one hundred percent. But also, if you're peeling and losing pigment in your face, like you want your face and your neck to match yeah yeah it's like not blending in your makeup and then you're like whoa what happened to her yeah um going back to restrictions the one like non-negotiable restriction is uh-huh. no sun exposure for this seven is why days. i can't fucking do these things i need to go and like, by no sun exposure i mean like you can't go lay out at a beach you I, could go out no. to your car go back the in thing the house. is is like i don't like i haven't been to the beach in probably like right two but weeks. the moment i tell you you can't do it I, like, I need to go <laughs> the next five I minutes from now told, yeah, yeah. That i can't do something mm. um i'm okay. not aware of that yeah yeah <laughs> part of your personality no i know when i like go to home like to brooklyn or something it's like you're holiday. not a monster when you're peeling like right. i thought because i've done another chemical peel that was like way too intense that you're a monster yeah. no one can see you this you just are peeling like you're but you're not a monster it's right. just like oh you're peeling yeah but i think it's also important to note that everybody peels how their body needs them to peel like i have done this peel multiple times wait so the how many time times did like it, in between like six months you have a to year? wait four to six weeks in between oh okay so like for someone with you know hyperpigmentation issues who's really like i'm really focusing on this i really want to turn the corner here yeah they can do usually we say well, let's do a pack of three four to six weeks apart okay um and you'll get really good results and i is, now peel at least two times a year what does that cost could you give like an a estimate peel in my office yeah we charge 350 dollars a peel okay um if you do a tox boost yeah you get a hundred dollars off your peel okay and the tox boost would be the disport. It's however much, you know, money you pay for depending yeah. on how much you get injected. Plus yeah. that. Yes. Okay. And I will say the other important thing is like, like with anything. So you do the peel, you're going to get results. And even if you don't peel a lot, you're still getting the results, but it's what you do in the interim. You know, right. you can't just peel two times a year and be like, I'm not going to have any sun damage that shows Right, you, you gotta have to use do stuff at home and use your SPF skincare and all of that and retinols and what's the best the what's the thing that I should be using? Is it vitamin C that prevents that helps the spots? yeah? So antioxidants are important, but it's also using things that help with hyperpigmentation. So the one that I use on a daily basis is called Illuminate. It's from Elastin, uh-huh. and it's for hyperpigmentation and skin brightening. But it's nice because it doesn't have hydroquinone in it. Hydroquinone can over time can be very harsh to the skin and you have to be really careful with the sun. But if you're on a good skin brightening regimen along with a daily retinol, you're going to get good cell turnover. And that's how if your cells are turning over, you're shedding those those your dark spots. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. 
So retinol and that other thing that you said. Mm -hmm. And then there's also different stuff you can get like from your dermatologist. There's something called bleachies sometimes that you can use, which does help with that. You can go, I mean, VIPL has great products too. We just don't carry. Sorry, I don't love the bleachies personally. Yeah. That sounds. I've used them. I've used two rounds. Sounds harsh. But it, 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 is. it is very harsh. And I, well, here's why I don't like them. Um, they're wipes. And yeah. you, they bleach your skin. But this is the issue is it does a thing where like it'll lighten up like the light spots get lighter yeah with the everything else so it's like if you ever have like white spots on your face that yeah. you're kind of like i just want to brighten up like dark pigment or like the sun spots or whatever it's gonna pick up everything and you don't really you will use it on your neck but it's very irritant so it's gonna upset your chest and neck a lot more than your face so uh -huh. then you're what she said before about like the peel where it's like well you want your peel to match your neck. So like the makeup thing happens. Yeah, yeah. I found with the bleach spot ones, you can't really bring it to your neck. Yeah. So then your face is not matching your neck. In my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some people swear by them, but this is just my no, personal No, that sounds... Opinion. Sorry, I interrupted. Dangerous. But, but then is the, is the peel an alternative to like laser, right? Because I feel like some people, don't they... Do there laser are, there are skin brightening lasers you yeah. can do. They there can be a lot more downtime. Okay. It's a different cost. Yeah, yeah. Um Right. You know, this is like a more cost saving alternative. Yeah. Okay. Um and you know, there there's much more restrictions there with what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah. And this this can be done on a maintenance basis. It's also a preventative type of thing. Okay. I have a question. Do we think like the Kardashians do a VIP on their whole body? That is a great question. They actually have body peels as well. So we do those in my office as well. I've done them on people's knees. Okay. I've done them on people's hands because our hands can show our age as yes. can the tops of our knees. Yes. So this is not necessarily just for the darkness, but it's also for helping that skin to get to look more youthful. Would you do this on top of Morpheus? So this is what I like to say. I recommend for someone who's trying to do the whole kit and caboodle, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times doing a three pack of Morpheus. And then I like to call the peel for someone like that, the icing on the cake. Okay. Because we've gone deep and we've addressed, you know, Morpheus is going to do stimulate collagen. It's going to shrink your pores. It boosts, it plumps, it lifts, does help with pigment, can help with acne. Um, and then you're shedding that top layer. So it's all together bringing it all together yeah but it also depends on the person like some people we would do a peel first because they can't get into the whole morpheus and then they might bring in morpheus later they all work well together you have to wait at least two weeks in between a peel to do morpheus and vice versa okay damn so if someone were to come to you and tell you like you would set up like a timeline mm -hmm. for them like oh, I love this to do is that with okay people. yeah like if you're doing it for a wedding, right? I'm like, okay, well today, while you're here today, let's start with a little bit of talks. Yes. Cause then you can see how you like it. We, you know, I, I say it's like our first date the first time you come into me because everybody has a, maybe a little different technique and you know, a different look that they're going for. And you know, I want to make sure you're happy with the look that we decide for you together. Um, and at least you're leaving with something that day. And then we can kind of see what your timeline is. Is it, you know, is your wedding in a month? Is it in six months? Right. I mean, ideally you're not trying to start work a month before your wedding because there's obviously a lot less. We can well, this do. is the heads up. You shouldn't be like, this is why we're having the combo. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like if you, you have a big event planning six months before for something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have any other skincare questions? Cause I want to get into vaginal health. Yeah. 
Well, I want to get into, <laughs> we talk a lot about, um, we talk a lot about my IUD, uh-huh. you know, just cause I bring it up a lot. <laughs> it's a big topic of conversation. Not but we really. talk about that, in but periods, we talk a lot about hormones. periods and like cycle, you know, you love yeah. tracking your cycle. I have no idea when it's coming. So we want one. I want to know like the difference in the birth control. My IUD I know is different than other IUDs. What's the pro? What's the con? Like, are there questions we should be asking ourselves? Are there questions we should be asking our doctor before we decide what kind of birth control we want to be on? Yeah. And I also want to know if your cycle change, like how drastically your cycle changes from like 20s to 30s to 40s to 50s to even and then yeah. menopause, obviously. But like, do you see, my question is, do you see, and this could be having children or not, do you see a flow of like women's period symptoms getting more severe as they age or less severe as they age? Or what's the average of that? I mean, obviously, first and foremost, the biggest caveat is that everyone's different. Right. Right. Um, and I do, I mean, I can say from personal experience um, as the oldest and wisest person sitting at this <laughs> table. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, We're sharing a mic so she could say outlandish things like this because it takes some time. She, she already <laughs> handed it over to me, though. Like, as she said it, she was like, I know she has something dumb to say because Jenny and I are sharing a mic. I was like, I'm going to need that for a second. <laughs> so I grabbed my wine. So, I mean, I can say from personal experience, like there's definitely shifts that happen in your cycle. Um, and I found that like in my very early 40s, I started to notice things that I, I almost felt for me. And I in talking to patients, I have gotten this feedback from a lot of people. There was like a time like I don't remember exactly how long at this point, but it almost felt like when I was first getting my period again, like I had like my breasts were more tender. Like yeah. when you first start getting your period and you're like, oh, wow, something must be happening. I fucking hate the breast soreness. Um, but obviously, you know, it's going to be very different for someone that is on for a form of birth control, whether that be an IUD, the pill, um, the implantable device in your arm, the shot, you know, whatever your method is. Um, but yeah, there definitely are cycle changes. I think the most important thing to explain to someone in our age group, cause I consider us all to be in the same age group yeah. is that after the age of 35, you know, you just have to kind of just be aware of different things. Like your cycle should never be less than 21 days apart. It should never last for longer than seven days. Okay. You shouldn't have bleeding in between your periods and you shouldn't have bleeding after intercourse. Oh, okay. If any of those things happen, then, you know, that, that would be a reason to just check in with your healthcare and provider. happen once or happen like routinely? I would say, you know, a one-off. Okay. We could explain that for, you know, right. a laundry list of things like, oh, more stress or you had sex around your period and then you spotted. I mean, I, I can forgive that. Yeah. Your period was a little longer. Th fine. I would say if it's something that you're like, my cycle has changed. Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> <laughs> um, those would be reasons just to call attention to your, yeah. you know, healthcare provider. Okay. Um, and the birth control. Like, what do we Oh, think? and the other thing to say is yeah. this, because a lot of people don't know this. Um, the average age of menopause is 51. Okay. And menopause by definition is 12 months in a row without your period. Okay. So people that are like, oh, I'm in menopause. Like you're not in, you're not menopausal or in menopause until you have 12 months, literally like 
January, whatever, December 31st to January 1st without a period. And once you go 12 months without a period, 365 days, you should never see one drop of blood ever again. Now, the time that people are talking about when things kind of go a little bit, you know, like the hot flashes mm-hmm. and yes, is, is perimenopause. So that is the f- typically about the four to eight years leading up to that. Fuck that long. Can be. Damn. So four. I was looking for six months. <laughs> Well, remember, I just told you it's it's 12 months without your period. No, I know. But I'm just saying for a, a four to six year lead up time. But that lead up is just basically yeah, that I your like hormones, <laughs> your hormones. So, again, we cycle. Right. And a normal, healthy menstrual cycle is every 28 to 35 days is considered normal. Okay. So in perimenopause and that's because in a normal menstruating ovulating woman you're ovulating and then two weeks later you're either pregnant or get your period perimenopause is your ovaries are like huh sometimes they decide like oh yeah i'm gonna ovulate this month and then they're like yeah no not so much not this month and so it's just your hormones are in complete disarray so not to be like a dumbass but like you you literally you could get like a period one month and then two months, nothing. And yes. then like the next month, I mean, and I have patients that come in and they're like, I am so upset. I went 10 months and I just had my period again. And I'm like, sorry, you got to start the calendar again. Hey, yeah, we have to do that. Well, that's when, once, you're, once you start missing periods, I do say that's the most important thing. I'm not saying you have to get an app or anything, but you do need to write down somewhere because if someone looks at you and is like, when was your last period? And it was 10 months ago. Like, was it 10 months or was it 11 months or was it nine months? I mean, wait, but Maria, you still have 10 more years and 11 more years before that happens. Fuck you. I mean, again, <laughs> that is. You wanted it to happen next year. That that's yeah. Maria really was like Jenny. Am I gonna start menopause next year because I'm 40? No. I mean, some people. If you in your family, some people have early menopause in their family or premature ovarian failure. Yeah. And then yes, they do go through the, that like change. Early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The change very early. Um, but I feel like it was the change when we were like 13, and now it's the change when we were 50. Mm-hmm. 50. But that being said, again, because. Yeah. It's very important to track your periods, too, because this is how sometimes people are like, oh, I'm not getting my period regularly. Like, I cannot get pregnant. And this is how people have their like. I think if you want to get pregnant or if you actively don't want to be pregnant and you're not on contraception, then you should be tracking it. Yes. I'm not tracking because I have an IUD and it's like. Right. I'm. But even someone that's tracking it. Yeah. If you don't know if you're not ovulating regularly tracking it pretty much goes out the window because you don't know if you're not getting a regular period you don't know when you're going to ovulate so what do you what do you tell those women to do who are like what did you say perimenopausal who are like sexually active if you don't want to have a baby you need to do something about that i mean you can you can use a condom that your husband can have a or partner can have a vasectomy you could have had a tubal ligation um an iud any route any method of contraception would yeah. work you can take birth control you can take the pill the most important thing also to remember is that any woman after 35 if you smoke even one cigarette okay you cannot take birth control the pill form or any you cannot take anything with estrogen in it oh interesting why because um there's an increased cardiovascular risk and and damn mm-hmm do they say that on the box? Oh, like, yeah. It's a, that? it's a black box warning. Whoa. Yeah. Just the pill? Or like well, if I have 
No, because okay. what your your can IUD we, only has progesterone. Okay, so, so when we talk about there's two IUDs, right? So there's actually well, there's more than two. Okay. But what you're talking about is there's a copper IUD that has no hormone. Okay. Then there's IUDs that have hormone, but the hormone that is in an IUD is just progesterone. There's okay. no estrogen, so you can have an IUD, and have you know habits that are unhealthy yes. and it's there's not the black box warning great but is cigar is it cigarette or is it pot it's not marijuana okay perfect i'm cool okay so um <laughs> with the iud the copper one chewing tobacco i Can don't do, do that <laughs> i'm just cro- listen our listeners are very we have a lot of listeners right okay? the variety is you vast. don't know okay. yes so chewing tobacco can we no, spit she, you can't spit <laughs> Jenny just spit. <laughs> I need to go change my Wait, <laughs> your dip? That's a dip. Cause like you know the young kids now, they're like they call it like pillows in their lip or whatever. No, yeah. Anyway, that. that's yeah. No, that's I was dipping. Cause I'm not a young kid. Well, it's like literal little wise woman. <laughs> so am I, and so is Maria, right? I don't know about that, but what the difference in the IUD, the copper one, I didn't get because supposedly no your hormones. period is just like on full blast like so the copper one lasts for 10 years okay and the copper one you will get your period and it will make your period heavier oh right that's why i opted out of that because of the way that it works the nice thing with the one that has progesterone in it which there's the marina which right now lasts for seven years there's also the marina has a baby sister called a kylina which lasts for five years Um, the reason there's differences is one has more hormone than the other. Okay. There's also literally the size is different. So Kylina, there was a very, um, long period of time where IUDs were not thought to be something that should be used in someone that had never had a child before because their uterus has never grown. Um, and so then that's, that's where the Kylina came from is that it's a little bit smaller, a little bit easier for insertion, um, a little bit less hormone. So, but they both have progesterone. So about 20% of people end up with no period, um, with those types of IUDs. Some people still do get a period, um, but it's extremely, extremely light. The reason it works that way is that the lining of the uterus doesn't thicken. Yeah. And so there's nothing to bleed. But we always always have the emotional terror yeah. of a period, right? That's unavoidable. No birth control can get rid of my fucking monthly depression, right? Is that what we're saying? I'm always going to be a raging no fucking bitch. No birth control should cause depression. No, I'm if saying not depression. causing depression, but my monthly cycle of depression. Again, it, it, depression is a big word. <laughs> Um, but you, the, the hormone fluctuations yeah. and like the PMS side effects or the, the, that type of stuff that we're feeling, you know, unless you're taking something like an, a combined oral contraceptive, like a pill that has estrogen and progesterone mm-hmm. where it's pretty much like it's now in control and keeping your hormones pretty regulated all the time. You may get a little bit less shift there, but with something like an IUD or, you know, you're still, your body's still doing all the things. Okay. So, yeah. So just to backtrack, yeah, the, the hormonal shift where the day before your period, you cry five times. Yeah. And you want to divorce you call, your husband and mm-hmm, quit life. And then you tell <laughs> him that you need to be checked in somewhere. And then you end up making uh, an appointment with two different doctors. And then to we wake up therapy. the next day we start and journaling. see the bloody sheath has been <laughs> lifted. And then you go, oh, that's why I felt like that yesterday. None of that changes with an IUD. 
Um, again, I think it's very important as the healthcare professional sitting at this table to say that nothing should be felt that extremely. If you're having Are you calling us dramatic? That is that severe. Please address it with your healthcare provider. But you are my healthcare provider. Um, we threw HIPAA out the window for this episode. I mean, yeah, it can still happen with an IUD. Okay. Oh, especially if you don't have things under control. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Jenny. As she hands the mic gently to my face. Okay. So the pill, estrogen, progesterone. I mean, there's also pills that don't have estrogen in them. Okay. But how are we deciding, like, what's the best birth control for us? Like, what's I the conversation? I think that's a very, I mean, that's a conversation to have with your healthcare provider. Yeah. What are the things that also, we should consider? Uh, it depends on, on your health, like, prior to starting that method. Like uh-huh. there are certain healthcare conditions where you may not be able to use any form of birth control. Okay. Potentially. I, I mean, very rare. Yeah. Um, also if you have high blood pressure or if you have, um, that's just the first one that came to mind, but just different things. It's, it's an independent thing. Also for the first thing is, is like, okay, so the first thing anyone thinks of is a birth control pill. If you look me straight in the face and you're like, cool, thanks so much, but I'm never going to remember to take that every day. Then I am not doing you any service to let you walk out of my office with a birth control pill prescription. Cause if you're not going to take it, it's not going to serve you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on natural cycle tracking? I mean, it can absolutely work. And <laughs> she's already looking at me like, I'm just, I'm just curious. What you think. No, but it's also, there is absolutely like, you need to learn about it. You need Risk. to learn about the, you know, you need to learn about what actually happens in your body. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to track. And I think if you're really going on a natural family planning, which people do that, your partner has to be on board. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it absolutely can work as a form of birth control. Yeah. I was just wondering because that's what I use. So thanks. Uh, I track my cycle naturally, so I haven't been on birth control in 10 years. I quit birth control of all kinds because I did not like the way it made me. Actually, I didn't even know how it made me feel until I came off of it is the true story. Um, and then I came off of it and I was like, holy shit. I'd been on it since I was 14 because I, it's a long story, whatever. Not because I was sexually active, but because I, did, I got a period and then it went away and then I got one and it went away, blah, blah. So I had been on it for so long and I went on everything. I was on the patch. I was on the Nuvering. I got on, I was on a lot of things that were then told uh, to take off the shelf a few years later. I actually really like the Nuvering side note. Um, people love it. A lot of people don't, but I loved it. It mm-hmm. was so easy. You take it in, you take it out. Mm-hmm. Like to me to like go up there is like no biggie, yeah. whatever. Again, that's why I think there's no right method that's going to be like one size fits all. And also too, it, it's, it was like the hormones were right to the spot. So it wasn't like you had to like digest a pill or like flow through your blood. So I really liked it, mm-hmm. but some people are like, but someone who's not comfortable inserting that, that again, it's like, if you're not going to take a pill every day, then the pill doesn't work for you. Right. If you don't feel comfortable inserting the ring, then that's not a good method for you. Yeah. Either. See, I would have been probably best on like the arm thing that you put in. I'm yeah. just was best at, something I didn't have to think about. So whatever. But anyway, so then when I took it out, it was at a time when I had just started teaching at soul. So my hormones were out of whack. Cause like my body was going through a different phase of in life. And so then I started doing research on my cycle. I didn't guys, I didn't even know I was 26 years old. I didn't even know what ovulation was. I didn't know 
had to track a period. I had been on birth control. I was skipping periods. I hadn't had a full period and whatever. The first time I got a period after I stopped, I was like, oh my God, this is so awful. Like mm-hmm. how many days do I have to have this? But anyway, more of the story is you track when you ovulate, you know, when you ovulate, there's a 72 hour window that you can conceive because sperm lives for 72 hours, even though you may only ovulate for 12, whatever you learn your body very well. The egg lives for 24 hours. So you learn like these things about your body. And then once you ovulate and disclaimer, some people do ovulate more than once. It's very rare, but you, once you ovulate, you're usually good to go. So -hmm. then you would get a period you don't have to be as safe so it's like sort of the two weeks up until you ovulate you kind of have to be a little like the first week after your period if you know your body you're you're good it's that in between week you got to be careful once you ovulate and you know you've ovulated for me personally it's been like you're good so there's just like a little bit of a moment in time and that's how I've prevented pregnancy for 10 years and also how I have gotten pregnant every time I've gotten pregnant um so the, for the people that are pregnant in Florida, where are we going? <laughs> and they don't want to be pregnant. Where are we going for abortions? Um, it's still, there's a still, it's a hot topic yeah. issue. Um, right now, um, you know, I, I guess people do use like Planned Parenthood. Okay. And there are clinics that you can go to. Yeah. Um, are you seeing a lot of that? Are you seeing like, because of our, because we're at like a six week ban, right? Like, no, that is not. That is not currently in what, place. Right. It's still the 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I could breathe a sigh of relief. I just feel bad for people that are like, if they're not fucking tracking, if they're not, they have no idea when their cycle is mm-hmm. right. Like mm-hmm. you're young or even if you're not young and mm-hmm. you're just don't know about this stuff, then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you realize you didn't get a period and all of a sudden it's fucking seven weeks and not six weeks and you're mm-hmm. fucked. I just, you know, I have a question. So, Without breaking HIPAA, how many times do you see people like on that show where it's like you're you're like basically like I didn't know I was pregnant. Twenty four weeks pregnant, and you come in, you're like, oh, my stomach has been hurting, and I think I've I'm, I've like gained a lot of weight, like, and I haven't had a period in four months. Like, what's wrong with me? And you're like, oh, have you taken a pregnancy test? They're like, no way, I can't be pregnant. How many times do you see that happen? Wink at us if that's something you can't answer. <laughs> it's very rare. Is it okay? in that extreme like like we're talking into second third trimester i did have Very a friend rare. of a friend who found have out I she ever was pregnant seen it? i have seen at it. like five months mm-hmm. she found out she was pregnant at five months for a lot of people though that's something where you n- never had a regular period right so you weren't looking for it and i mean but at, at the same token you know things do change in your body yes. i guess if you're you know if someone is a little heavier sometimes that could mask things um, and then they didn't get regular periods, but it, it's, it's very rare for it to be like, you know, you have a full term baby yeah, and you didn't know. Okay. So like, but first trimester. Yeah. I mean, for it happens. Sure. No, like, like 12 weeks. They're like, I don't know what's wrong. I haven't had a period in three months. I think it's also, it depends on the population of people that you work with. I work in a private practice that happens to be, you know, I think it depends on the socioeconomic background and the education level of the woman yes. that you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're working in a place that, you know, sees a more low income, you know, probably doesn't have access to healthcare, you're going to see a lot more things like that. Right. Like when I was in nursing school, I went to the university of Florida, go Gators. And 
and God. I was <laughs> affiliated. The hospital that we were affiliated with was Shands, which is very much like going to like a Jackson or a UM that it's a, it's called a tertiary care facility. So they're associated with the university. You saw a lot more crazy things there. Yeah. A lot more outliers there because you're dealing with a very different population than what I deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then going back to the start, cause this is sort of my like wrap up is I'm turning 40 besides the mammogram. What else should I be looking well, I think out? The most out important for? thing is, and, and I was actually talking to some of my best friends about this last night because as women, unfortunately we tend to rely heavily on an OBGYN yeah. for our health care. I need to go see a and, primary. And that, that's great. I mean, you do need to go and see your OBGYN every year or your, your GYN, whatever. Um, whether or not you need to get a pap smear because there are different guidelines than there once were, you may not need to have a pap smear every year. That does not mean you don't need to go see your gynecologist because you still need to go and have a breast exam and you need to have a pelvic exam to make sure everything's okay. Um, so annual exams with your primary care doctor, your OBGYN should be happening. Um, and the reason it's important to go to your primary care doctor is because you need someone who's going to check your thyroid, check your cholesterol, check your blood count, check your electrolytes. You know, your whole body is changing and aging and needs to be cared for. Um, 40, at 40 does start your annual mammogram, although it's, I think it's important to say that some people start earlier because of family history, risk, yeah. feeling something. But How much does it hurt? Oh my God. No, it I've had the uh, pleasure of experiencing it, you know, a few times. Um, It's not really a pleasure. Um, (laughs) But anyway, it doesn't hurt. I would just say, you know, major caveat, I wouldn't go the week before your period. Okay. I'd go right after your period um, because your breasts do naturally get more tender, a little bit more dense, a little bit more full before your period. So I think that's important to note. I mean, the reality is, is that it's like two or three squeezes on each one. Okay. Go to a place where, you know they do I go to a place where they do a great job you're in a bathrobe there it's it's a it's a very nice facility pretty much all women so that's what they do a lot of all day every day yeah okay all right for some people a mammogram can always include an ultrasound because of the tissue in their breasts yeah I think so mine's in order like- so it's called dense breast yes, tissue or fibrocystic breast tissue. breast tissue I Jenny felt my boobs once in the office <laughs> for the, anyone who was worried about the pause and we had to go do an ultrasound on my boobies yeah yeah i have fine. for sure but it, they have dense, dense tissue boobs. and it cr- causes knots that yes, that, that they cause think could that be. they go oh and i have a history of breast cancer in the fam so they're like you need to go have it looked at turns yeah. out it's just like very dense tissue yeah that's i think has been said about mine And I think it's important to note that one thing that's something to consider is you should try to keep your mammograms consistently done in the same place if you can, because they have your old films. Mm -hmm. So if the radiologist is looking at it and being like, oh, there's this little area, if they can go back and, and have comparison, they're able to track things. And the other thing you mentioned, breast cancer, um, that can change when you need to start having mammograms, which is also imp- something important to know. They do recommend that you start getting mammograms or some sort of screening 10 years before the first diagnosis in your family. So if you had a relative that was 45, okay. then you may go for a mammogram at 35. And then the radiologist would be like, you know, we can pause until X, Y, Z, but they want you to go for a baseline. 
Oh, that interesting. Point. Okay. So with the dense tissue, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. My mom and my grandmother both had breast cancer. So then when they, when I went in for the dense tissue, they did the scan or whatever. And then they were like, we'll see you at 40. Oh. Because they were like, you got you're a little good. Clear. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this was a few years ago. So early 30s. They were like, we don't need to see you again until your mammogram. Okay. We've like X'd out, whatever. But I will have to have a mammogram with a an ultrasound just because of the nature of the tissue. Yeah. So, I mean, and honestly, like you should just be like, I want to get a, like, why not? If you feel like they could see you it have more. dense tissue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why not just like check it off? And two, breast cancer is not, you can't be preventative. You can just catch it super early and then like handle Unless it you early. chop your boobs off. Yes. Yeah. But that, that's, that's, <laughs> That breast saying. cancer treatment and uh-huh. and management has come a very long way. Yeah. Um. There's. So you want to just jump to the. Chop? No. That there's there's a lot <laughs> less of that. Um. I mean, me, I'd be like, all right, give me some fake boobies. I don't want fake boobs. I like my boobs. But if I'm gonna have breast cancer, yo, chop these babies off. Yeah, give but there, a there's set. a lot of research and stuff about um reoccurrence and things like that. So you know, it's not again just like birth control. Here we go again with something that's like not a not, one size fits yeah. all answer. Used to be like back in the day, you have breast cancer, like you're having a radical double mastectomy, like get right. rid of them. It, it's it there's options of lumpectomy or radiation, and then there's oral medications you can take, and so you know. Yes, your yeah. gut instinct is like, I want this part of my body taken off because I never want to have to worry about this again. But because of a lot of research and, you know, experience and you expertise, you have right, to do that. Right, right. Okay, we should have had Jude on because she had three lumpectomies and radiation and she's cancer free. My mom, we, she's upstairs yes. with my kids. Yes. But anyway, we should have had her we on. We can do that in October for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yes, yes, yes. Where we are in October, but we're just at the start. So well, we yeah, should continue. Like, we should continue like, this as we go through the, yes. the month. As of we go through all of fall TGs, we will so continue. So I'm wearing pink headphones too. Yes, for breast cancer <laughs> awareness. So great. We're gonna go do a 5K after this. Can we do, let us know one. if you want Jenny on again? Well, yeah. Let us know what's more. Que- these are like were all personal questions of mine that I've like have written down since we did our last episode. So I thought it was very informative. Thank you. Another thing uh, to note, um, just because 40s, but you know, colonoscopies. We fuck. talk about mammogram, but colonoscopies used to be my butt. 50, and now it's 45. What? But guess what? Guess what, guys? What? Everybody. So my dear friend told me that now when you get a colonoscopy, uh-huh. you know how you have to drink that shit? Yeah. You don't have to do that anymore. You can okay. pay like $60 and get For a colonic. For somebody else to drink no, it? No, you get a colonic. Oh. So you, the doctors do it. You do the colonic a few hours before, so you don't have to do that drink where you diarrhea. For the colonic is they spray water up shit. your butthole. <laughs> no, they sp- hyper spray water up your Okay. And where does the I water go? I would like go? to... Um, say that I'm not familiar with anything that you're speaking about right now. The Oh yeah, disclaimer. We should have said this at the start of the episode, but this is not how who had the colonoscopy um colonic combo. Um most recently that I can think of uh-huh. that I know personally, it's no longer that you have to like take the whole day off of work. Okay. Because it used to be like you had to start and it like worked for twenty four hours. The one that this person did and, and again, it's like, oh, you can pay a little more money for this one. And it's only like a four hour thing. And like, so they did it, you know, at night. And then I think you did it again, like one or two hours before it. And it was just like, it worked in that very small window, but you could sleep in between. Um, so it was a much more abbreviated. 
method, but I don't know about this. Other but so I need to be. Rachel's I have to of. now get. A, I have to get a colonoscopy sooner at 40? than later. Starting at age forty-five. Okay. All Again, right. I've that got is, some time. Okay. That is. Yes. I was just. You're talking about forties. I just. Yes. Yes. No. 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 I appreciate. This is a great thing. But honestly, listen. By the time we're forty-five, the colonic's going to be in. I'm telling you right now. Colonic was in for a very long period of time. And the other thing to say is. Again, all these things, mammograms, colonoscopies, that's all can be changed based on your family history and personal yes. risk. So okay. please keep that in mind. Okay. All I want to say is that you still can't eat, I think, <laughs> 24 <laughs> hours before like 12 hours. But this person, I'll tell you who it is after we hang up. Okay. Um, they just did their first colonoscopy and they did the colonic version by their doctor. Okay. And it was like... They so went they in a few hours early, feel got like the colonic. <laughs> they didn't have to do the diarrhea fluid. Okay. Because we all, my mom just had like a routine one. And she was like, Rachel, I was dying yeah. for 12 hours. And Not I was like, you should do the that. colonic one. She was like, I'm going to ask my doctor about it. This That sounds amazing. You still can't eat. You still can't like consume food. You have to drink like water and yeah. that's it. But you get to go in and instead okay. of like dying you right. get the water squirted up your butt for like 30 minutes okay i will take the colonic yeah just no saying. no i would too for any of you who are about to get it just ask about the colonic ask about the colonic you gotta special. pay after, out of pocket it's like a two it's, for one deal <laughs> the insurance does not cover it's not it, unlikely this is not an insurance unlikely. covered this process. is an elective procedure but they want you to drink the juice if you got to do it once every how many years i'm taking the colonic well, I yeah. would also say that you heard that there was a technique or method that could be used that what didn't involve drinking something because they might. I don't know if it's it's probably an a different type of a colon preparation done by the physician or the medical professional. A colonic is also a whole nother like. No, but the fluid you drink. Right, so you just don't have to do home preparation. You, what I mean is you're not shitting in the toilet for twelve. <laughs> hours. Oh, what you mean. <laughs> I just don't want talking about the short term one. I'm like, so I got to shit for four hours. I'm like, fires coming. I out think of my Jenny's ass. just trying not to say the word shit, but you just keep I saying it. <laughs> She's trying not to be so gross. And you're just the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. We- <laughs> mm-hmm. Rachel went to the medical should we, should school we, should of we- Google and hard knocks. <laughs> should we end the episode there? Uh, shit. Absolutely. <laughs> this. I'm so glad. I mean, we're ending on a low, people. I know, I know. But sometimes it just happens that way. Take your vitamins. <laughs> Everybody take ashwagandha. 800 milligrams a day. Okay. Okay. Side note. This this is not medical Please advice. don't start <laughs> taking any medications or colonics without, without first see. consulting with a medical professional. Yeah, definitely don't use more than sweat as you're Nothing like- we have said has been... It, like any advice I on mean, medical, whatever by Rachel or Maria. Yeah, Everything that came out that of my Jenny mouth. Saying has some exactly. Credit. Like she is the NP. Yes, 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 yes. I'm in fitness. We're just <laughs> NP. I got a degree in theater and communication <laughs> studies. Maria, I guess you you were a lawyer. Yes, you are a lawyer. Uh, yes, All right, but just, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> don't listen to anything I'm saying. Yeah, but everybody should drink a lot of water. Yes, get a colonic. Get a colonic <laughs> and take ashwagandha. Okay, good night. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jenny, so much. Bye. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we hang up. Yes. Give us your Insta. Oh, yeah. Give yeah. us the name Ooh. of the practice. If you need any sort of skin care, vaginal care, butthole care. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Last one, I'm joking. Go see Jenny. Everybody knows her. Rubbed, Jenny's your girl. She's the most popular girl in Miami. Let's be real. Everybody knows who she yes, is. Jennifer McNally. Jenny McNally. We all love her. All right. Where do we find you on Insta? Where do we find you? 
My practice is South Miami OBGYN Associates. We have an office in South Miami and Doral. Okay. Um, you can reach out to us on the internet. Um, the World Wide Web? Yeah. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Or you can call. And also, you can follow me on social media, which is Your Genuine Self. With a J. With a J. Jen yeah. for yes. Jennifer. Love it. Jenny. Love it. Okay, good. Follow, share, comment. Go get your vag looked at by Jenny. All right, that's it. We love you, Jenny. Thank you so much for this. Such no, you answered all my questions, and I really appreciate it. So thank you. Great. Don't ever ask them ever. What? Again. No, I already forgot the answers. Everyone's gonna be like, bring her back. She's we're like she. No, honestly, genuinely, more, no, genuinely no. refuses <laughs> to come back. On. No, more questions for Jen. Just let us know. Yeah, absolutely. That Send would be super DM. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I love you. Bye. Anything you want to know, we love you. Bye. Bye. Don't ask Rachel. <laughs>